Hi, my name's Jake Finnegan, and welcome to my podcast. Today in this podcast, we'll be talking about science. We will also have a special guest today, who is my brother, Zach Finnegan, a builder at Todd Bryant Constructions. I think students should value science as a topic, as um, most things in life, you will need some sort of scientific knowledge to understand, like what's going on or what's happening. Um, it I, it also develops helps develop life skills, um, which they will carry on and hold forever. And science also helps with like you know, critical thinking, like to know which information they are getting and, like, what it is. A thing that I've used science in um, would have to be cooking. I've used my knowledge of ratios to get the right measurements to make sure that it's not too runny or too thick. I also use my states of matter when cooking, um, when, like, I need to boil something, like, turning it from a liquid into a gas or when putting something in the freezer like chocolate it goes from a liquid to a solid and it gets hardened up i've also used science with the pulleys in my curtains at home Um, this relates back to our forces and energy topic so the pulley in the curtains is a mechanism which you pull down on either side of the cord normally there's two sides and it makes the curtains go either up or makes the curtains go down they have four pulleys in it when they go together which releases the curtain down or pulls it up i also use science um, when i don't even think about it something as easy as flicking a light switch that by itself is a lever This is using my knowledge of also electric energy and electrical circuits. And I now know what happens when I flick the light switch on. You know, the power source is turned on and the energy goes down the path and gets turned down into light. I'm Jake, I'm interviewing Zach, introduce yourself Zach. Hi, I'm Zach, I'm a fourth year apprentice builder. Now, uh, how did you get your knowledge of science? I got most of my science from school, but the majority of it was from TAFE. So, was that just prac or theory? Uh, it was both, but... At school, mainly theory, but at TAFE it was both prac and theory. Yeah. So what was the practical side of things? Like in timber, gravity in the timber, if there's a knot or something, the timber will be weak and all the weight of the roof or anything above it. On a timber frame, say, it'll snap and the whole house will come down. So how has science helped you out throughout the job you've had? Well, pretty much you wouldn't even really be able to build a house because 
for example, concrete. Concrete, you have to wait for it to cure for at least 24 hours before you can even build on top of it. So you don't know how long it's going to take or stuff like that. And the timber, if you use the wrong timber, you, know, like you can't really use softwood to build a frame. So what? how long does concrete take? Well, usually you can, if you pour it early in the morning, you could walk on it at the end of the day. So, but you can't really do much on it because it's still green, as they say. Yeah, so you need at least a day of whole concreting before you can even put up your yeah, frame. For the chemical reaction to cure it, yeah. Oh. Um, what is the importance of science? Um, the companies and all that always putting out better products when they keep testing it and they're always more technological I guess with products is science important in any other way for construction yeah pretty much most important thing really if you didn't have science you wouldn't be able to do anything like there's science in concrete science in like the gravity of the house so how much weight you can have on the house the roof of the house where the windows are how the gravity yeah so if there was more heavier spots would you just put in like a wall there Pretty much the whole outside of the house. You can't just take the wall out. So where the windows are, you have to have what they call a lintel. So it's a beam above the window where there's a massive opening so that the weight of the roof doesn't actually come down. So above every window and door, there's a timber beam above it called a lintel. And yeah, if you don't didn't have those in a house, it's probably... The roof's going to fall down because of the gravity. So do you, like guys, as the builders, plan where everything goes? Or do the people buying the house do all that? Well, the people buying the house, they work with an architect and they plan it all out. So really... They, the architect does everything and the owner just says what they want in the house and all that because if the architect they draw the plan up and then so that you know what say with the windows as I said the beams what size beam you need for a window or a door or stuff like that on what concrete and what mesh steel mesh goes in the slab yeah so do you use, have to use like a specific type of material, like for with the slab, with like that or the timber? Like what type? What types are strongest and that you'd use for a house? Well, you use radiator, radiator pine for the frames, which is a 
sort of harder material timber but the houses back in the day which some houses do these days but they use cypress and that was a really hard timber so sort of depends what you want to build out of like you can't have really soft wood for a frame because it's just going to break or snap with the weight so you have to use a hard wood so does concrete have to be strong? With concrete, there's different MPA. So you can get stronger, like for a footpath. It's weaker because you don't really need, not much weight's going on it. But with a house slab, it's more because you got your frame and then your roof and all that. So you've got to have a higher MPA with it, which is how strong the concrete will be. So that's what an MPA is, the strength of the concrete? Yeah. Um, so if, if you're building like a, a house on a hill, how would you like counteract the gravity? Like how would you plan to do that? Well, you'd have to use barrows and joists. So you'd have to pull piers and then have timbers running across the piers. And then they'd have to be strong enough for the frames and the, the house to go on. So you'd have to get an architect to know how deep the piers have to be and what strength of concrete. And then if it is in the side of a hill, you'd have to have, which is called a retaining wall, so that the water goes in the retaining wall and then out through a pipe instead of actually going into your house because the water would run straight down the hill and into the house and then probably build up with heavy yeah. water. So, you'd have to have that. Yeah, so you'd have to think about all that, wouldn't you? Yeah. About how, if, like, when you do your guttering and all that. Yeah, you'd have to have at least 10 mil fall, so you have, say your house is a metre, you just have, which it's not going to be a house a metre, yeah. but, like, yeah. where your guttering is... And you just have, say, 5 mil fall, just enough that it doesn't look off, but the water runs into it and then goes straight down the pipe. And you have to have them every 3 metres. Yeah, so that just... The downpipe. If you didn't have that, you just... Your house yeah. would just... The water would just go overflow and just go right into your, like, say, front yard or backyard. And it'd just be a swamp, basically. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today, Zach. No worries. So there you have heard it. If you think about it, science is everywhere. From the device you're listening this to, to your car, they all use science. Your future job will also use science. This is why learning science at school is so important. Thank you for listening today and hope you enjoyed.